Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. is your main event, Mark's Podcast, brought to you by Belly Up Unhinged Radio Network Sports. I am your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, and cat dad. I am Troy, and as always, joining me today is the main event collector and figure hunting warrior. He is the WWE walking wrestling encyclopedia. He's the Billy Gun to my road dog, Jesse James. Oh, you didn't know? It's badass, Greg. What's up, Greg? I believe it's ass boy now. That's his son's. <laughs> the ass boys. I just want to say that. <laughs> hey, greatest name in wrestling, man. Didn't uh, that little idiot come up with that? Uh, uh, Danhausen? Uh, I don't. I think he did. Uh, I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. But today, ladies and gents, we are going down to the place where Greg is actually going to be for WrestleMania. The place where I belong. It's a Daughtry <laughs> song. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, we are going down to Tex Ass. For oh yeah, WWF's <laughs> No Way Out of Texas, nineteen ninety eight, and I the actually, very last event for where Austin's not quite iconic yet. Iconic, yeah, right. But he does pop about the, of the night. Switch on that in like a second. <laughs> oh yeah, well, and he's extra over here in Texas, and he gets the pop of the night and all that. Shawn Michaels was supposed to be here, but after injuring himself at the Royal Rumble, they needed to save him to make sure he could make that main event at WrestleMania 14, so he's not here for this event. This was actually... I know. You know, this was actually the 20th In Your House event. I did. They they tagged this as an In Your House. I believe... Don't hold me to this. Rock Bottom's the last one? Later this uh, year? Backlash is actually the the very last one ever. Yeah. Yeah, so that's uh, and and this was at the time I can't remember again. I don't know the timeline of this, but at one point it used Never to got be those timelines. Wow, it used to be WWF in your house, then the tagline like in your house, uh, final four. This one they switch at some point they switched it around so where the tagline came first. So now this is WWF No Way Out of Texas in your house. So I don't know. Why would you call it No Way Out and you're stuck in your house? Yeah, right. No way out of Texas in your house. Like, okay, like that's a that's a mouthful. But this uh, this was a follow up to the event that Greg was actually at the 1998 Royal Rumble. Was that? Of course, that injury sh- happened. <laughs> yeah, right. Was that at the Shark Tank? It was at the time the brand new Shark Tank. Sounds weird saying that. Yes. Yeah, right. They, they opened okay. in 1997. So this one was sandwiched between two really good events. I thought the Rumble in '98 was really good. That was the first pay-per-view that really sticks out in my mind as a wrestling fan and then obviously wrestlemania 14 big gigantic uh historic event so a little bit yeah this one was just kind of it was clearly filler but some things got uh done on the show that we'll talk about and 
it was a very big last minute switch they had to do with Michaels because he was supposed to be in the main event of the show. But we'll get into that. And when you say last minute, you're saying a mouthful because it was like last minute. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I, th- I think he was advertised for this show right up until like a week of or some crap. I, it just couldn't happen. But we'll uh, we'll cover all that and everything uh, more when we get into the show itself. We're going to pause real quick to let you know that the main event, Marks, is sponsored by Fanatics. Get all your officially licensed sports gear with Fanatics at Fanatics.com. The link is down in the podcast description to click on. And when you go to check out, just let them know that the main event, Marks, and Burns sent you. Also, we're sponsored by Swift Lifestyles. They are clean energy drinks and focus enhancers, great-tasting vitamins, and big-brain nootropics that are made and shipped from the USA. Go to SwiftLifestyles.com and use our special promo code MAINEVENTMARKS. It is all one word for 15% off your order. Make sure to follow us on YouTube. Now you can get the link at linktr.ee forward slash MAINEVENTMARKS. And if you follow our YouTube, we are expanding our content. Not only do we have the Main Event Marks podcast where we cover wrestling, but now we are expanding to other sorts of media. We have Marks on Games where we talk about games past, present, and future. Video games from all systems, be it Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo. Some computer games as well. We got Marks on Movies where we're going to cover past, present, and future films and Marks on Television, where we do the same with TV shows, streaming shows, and whatnot. We talk about past, present, and future there as well with TV. Like I said, follow us on uh, YouTube. You click that subscribe button. That would greatly help us out. We're posting new content almost daily, and you can also keep up with our wrestling figure hunts that we do uh, at least once a week, sometimes more. Check us out on youtube.com forward slash C forward slash main event marks podcast. And you can listen on burns every single Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. And we are played live there on tiki live.com forward slash channel forward slash burns. Burns is a brand new unhinged sports radio network, and it stands for belly up unhinged radio network sports. We go live every single Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Pacific on TikiLive.com forward slash channel forward slash Burns. That is Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on TikiLive.com forward slash channel forward slash B-U-R-N-S. But now we're going to take our first break of the podcast. On the other end of this, we're going to get into the news and notes from February of 1998. We've covered February of 96. 97, and now 98, right after this. Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks Pod, on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks, and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks, and at Main Event Collector. Get ready to rumble! In your new Main Event Marks merchandise, we've got t-shirts, hoodies, masks, hats, stickers, pins, and much more on our Redbubble store. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com. You can also pick up some awesome clothing items with the latest updated show graphics on our Bonfire store. That's bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Support your favorite retro wrestling podcast and pick up some cool swag on our Bonfire and Redbubble stores. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com and bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When it comes to service, Rush Truck Centers is committed to making you their top priority. Whether you're looking for same-day preventive maintenance, assistance from their dedicated service concierge team, or 24-7 access to your truck repair status, Rush Truck Centers offer customizable maintenance plans that fit your needs. What are you and your truck waiting for? Schedule an appointment with Rush Truck Center Service Department or ask them to dispatch a mobile service unit when and where you need it. Visit RushTruckCenters.com to find your nearest location. You can expect more from Rush Truck Centers. Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we are back. And we're back. Time to get into the news and notes, Shaw, from February of 1998. Big stuff happening here. The question of Mike Tyson's role at WrestleMania 14 has been answered. At the WrestleMania press conference, Vince McMahon stated that Tyson will be the outside of the ring enforcer for Shawn Michaels versus Steve Austin. They don't want to use him as a referee due to his inexperience and concern that he might get in the way of spots. The conference got massive mainstream media coverage. This was helped by the timing of Tyson splitting from his longtime manager, Don King, over money. None of the press was positive, however. Most of the press was along the lines of, look how far Tyson has fallen to degrade himself by doing pro wrestling. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm not even going uh, yeah. to talk about it. It makes no sense. You see how yeah. big this event was? Many people have credited him with it being this big. But, well, you know, hey, just, write your own narrative. It's it's the the elites, man. It's always, you know, the, the press is always acting. The press always acts like they're above everything. Especially, the, I found that out with sports media. They're very elitist. It's like, oh, pfft. Wait, what are, you, what are you doing, you know, associating with those people? Like, get over yourself, man. <laughs> I just love how, like, they say that. I always degrade himself. And Eric Bischoff himself just said, wow, when they got him, that was the beginning of the end. This yeah. is a guy who was trying to beat them, by the way. Well, and my thing with this is, like, how is he? He's going to degrade himself by going to you know, do an appearance for this company that gets on average, you know, millions of viewers a week. Like, yeah, that, that's, probably more that's... than order his boxing pay-per-views, but only because it's on TV. So you've got to factor that in, but still more people will see him doing this and they will see him in a boxing match. Plus the fact that oh, the last dude. time we saw him on boxing in, in a boxing match, he bit a man's ear off. <laughs> like, come on, yep. like chill the F out guys, whatever. 
But as for what Tyson is making, word is that it's something in the three point five to four million dollar range. Word is well, that via his Hall of Fame induction, he flat out said this saved his house. So it was enough for that. You can imagine what kind of house that man had. <laughs> right. Uh, well, and the word is that Don King got uh, $300,000 of the money. That was said to be the catalyst for their split. Tyson claims that Don King has left him practically bankrupt. Apparently, WCW had tried Only to in get America. Him. Say what? Only in America. Yeah, right. <laughs> you can get robbed by your manager. Good Lord. Uh, he probably never got any of that money back. Hell no. That's why he became a vegan. Not, not because, you know, about the animals, because he couldn't afford to eat meat. Good grief. I thought it was just because uh, he's like, man, after I ate that ear, it's just like nothing tastes the same, baby. <laughs> I don't know why I threw in the dusty Holy roads. crap. You said that. <laughs> wow. I don't know what to do with that. Right. Let's move on. <laughs> but apparently WCW had tried to get Evander Holyfield to referee the Hogan Sting match at Starcade 97, but negotiations went nowhere. Have, did you matter, that was doomed that? to fail anyway. I've never heard that in my life, but that, that uh, Paper, oh, that match ending was doomed to fail anyway, so difference in nature. Uh, this story, this uh, isn't so much of a story, but I just wanted to cover it because they talked about it on something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard, and uh, I, I forgot that this was the time frame this happened in. I was just like, wow, I just kind of want to talk about it. Uh, so Uncle Dave Meltzer talks about Sable's breast implant surgeries. He mentions that on a recent CBS show segment, they apparently called her quote, the world's most dangerous boob job. Well, <sighs> I just find it funny he goes right to this. Yeah, well, well, it... Like, you know, there are funny. millions of women in the world with this, and you just go with her because you fancy yourself a wrestling guy. He okay. attacked the crap out of her on a consistent basis, man. Yeah, I know. I remember we talking about this. I'm still thinking she turned her down at some point. Yeah, I had to have. Was, <laughs> like, listen to this. He recaps the angle on Raw where Sable slapped Luna and then stormed off. He said, quote, Probably to get another breast enlargement. I think it's something like the old nuclear arms race where we all have enough bombs to blow up the world 15 times, but we still keep building more bombs, end quote. Why does he care so much? I'm sticking by my theory. You know, like in in school, the girl you like, you pulled her hair and chased her around and called her names and stuff. Yeah. There you go. My thing is, uh, I because I would really like to know now, I don't read The Observer you know, like in full. So I don't know any of this crap, uh, but I'd really like to know, did he give Missy Hyatt this much crap? Oh, that's a good because, question. Yeah. Cause uh, you want to uh, talk about uh, changing your appearance. Uh, oh, I don't know. Allegedly she, no, I'm not going to touch that. But... <laughs> wow. Allegedly she was, uh, was uh, very friendly. We'll say that. Oh yeah. yeah. She had, she had a <laughs> lot of friends backstage. <laughs> Most of them. Allegedly, I don't know. I wasn't there. I'm not commenting on that. I don't know. According to, uh, to according to Eric Bischoff, that is, and a lot of other wrestlers, that is very <laughs> true. <sighs> but uh, he also said at the end of the Raw recap, he calls it a flat show. He then says, "quote Maybe this isn't the right word to use with implantomania running wild." Wow! So he mentioned it twice in one article, and he used that term loosely. Uh, yeah, he probably mentioned it more times than that, but those are the two times that stick out the most. Probably a bad choice of words, but you know what I mean. I was going to make an innuendo there, but okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like he's really like infatuated with women's looks and not like the uh, heterosexual male kind of way. Just yeah, like, not even he's so like infatuated with it. Like he's got a comment on it. Didn't he do this with the Iconics too? Hey, so it's always an insulting way. Oh, they put on weight since they got out of NXT and uh, 
you know, talking about old. They don't want to look like sticks. I'm sorry, it's bad. Yeah, it's like um. Even though I didn't I see that, <laughs> I don't. I don't see. It's like, do they even have like one percent body fat? This one kind of sucker punched me because I was like, "What? What?" Um, didn't see. Oh uh, man, but I like um, these. <laughs> uh, Bobby Duncan Jr., Johnny Ace, and One Man Gang all had tryouts at a recent Raw taping. Apparently, none of them looked great. You don't that's say. A, that's a hell of a trio, dude. Bobby Duncan Jr. had a tryout with the WWF, and they said, nah, we'll pass. Well, the West Texas Rednecks are coming, so he'll get something. Don't worry. Yeah, right. (laughs) Well, then it's a matter of, it's like, look, we already got one big-ass Texan on the roster. All right, we don't need two. (laughs) A couple, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, they have, uh, they still have Barry Windham. JBL, him, Austin, a couple of big Texans there. Well, they got two guys doing the cat. Well, I guess Barry Windham's not technically doing the cowboy gimmick anymore. It's just down to Bradshaw, but still. Right here, he is still. Yeah, he, yeah, for sure. Because uh, he's in the Battle Royal at WrestleMania as the Blackjack, so. It was, uh, what was that Raw we reviewed uh, last Friday for the bonus show in 1997? Freaking bonus. We, they had a vignette for the new Blackjacks coming, which were yeah. Windham and Bradshaw. They were literally last a year. Yeah, uh, less than because they're broken up here, and they were doing vignettes a year before this. Ah, that's that's sad, dude. Like they didn't even last a year. They're just like, nah, they suck. Break them up. Uh, but speaking, Barry Window, man, is amazing. So it's like, what the hell? No, Bradshaw's not bad either. It's a WWE champion right there, dude. Yeah. You can no, laugh, kind of but you know they had faith in the guy. So there you go. Yeah, well, he hung in there. But speaking Only of which, Triple H didn't want to work Tuesdays, but he did. But all Japan Pro Wrestling's Johnny Ace worked the dark match, as mentioned at a late <laughs> at a recent New Japan or uh, WWF taping. I just I often I often forget he was a wrestler before <laughs> the dynamic dudes. Well, because all I know is you know, what's his uh, what's his title again? Uh, wait, uh, vice president of uh, vice president vice president no. of relations. Yeah, that's it. That's all I know, man. Is I always forget he was a dynamic dude, even though in the archives we had hey, I think we reviewed a I couple was, of his matches. I was over in Japan. Mrs. Baba loved me and my epic mullet. Apparently, they said that's why he was like over so big in Japan, or why he got pushed so much in Japan because Mrs. Baba like thought he was just a, a handsome young American man with that bleach blonde hair. <laughs> I mean, I can see it. I mean, I did. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, anyway. I, like, uh, I like Shane Douglas a little more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he was mostly in America to meet with the WWF on behalf of All Japan. The two sides are still trying to work out a deal to have WWF stars work the upcoming All Japan Pro Wrestling Tokyo Dome show. There's some disagreement because All Japan's side insists that Japanese fans only care about a couple of WWF stars, namely Ken Shamrock and Vader. Uh, because of this, they aren't willing to pay as much as the WWF is asking. However... When Bruce Pritchard and Jerry Briscoe were in Japan a couple of weeks ago, they saw uh, Steve Austin on the cover of all the wrestling magazines. They now seem to have an inflated sense of how popular the WWF is in Japan. The reality is that Austin was only on the cover of those magazines due to the Tyson angle. Also, WWF... And Tyson WWF... lost his, his big fight against Buster Douglas in Japan, too, so I guess... Oh, was that in Japan? He gets, he can hold, it was in the Tokyo, I don't believe. Wow. It kind of holds some merit, I guess, but I don't believe it. But I mean, yeah. I guess... See why they would say Tyson's a thing there. I guess he was a huge star in Japan. Uh, and 
And I know you and I always go like, well, if Uncle Dave says it, you know, whatever. But I mean, the one thing I think you and I can agree on is he knows Japan. I, I don't know totally why. Knows. Yeah. I don't know why, but he really knows Japan. Well, you know it. why? Because Kenny Omega loves it. Therefore, Dave does. Finger bang. <laughs> but yeah, he was saying that Tyson's uh, a Japanese huge star over fetish. there. Well, Tyson's right. a huge star everywhere, though. Come on. Yeah. But also, WWF TV is only broadcast on a small satellite station that only reaches a tiny fraction of Japanese fans. Giant Baba was also upset that he represented AJ, uh, All Japan Pro Wrestling in the uh, initial negotiations. Then Vince McMahon sent Pritchard and Briscoe on his behalf instead of meeting with Baba personally. Basically, it comes down to the fact that neither side uh, really understands the culture of the other, and both sides feel pretty insulted by the other. Hmm. Yeah, this doesn't go anywhere at all. I don't think it needed to. I think they were both flying alone. Well, All Japan was uh, floundering. It was about to go downhill. Basically, once Giant Baba dies, the company doesn't really go anywhere. So, uh, other than down. And, yeah, WWF definitely didn't need them at all. So, this wouldn't have benefited uh, WWF, especially with the direction they were going with the Attitude Era. Uh, you know, hardcore, like, good matches in wrestling weren't going to be a feature. So, uh, Ric Flair is scheduled to appear, or was scheduled to appear on last week's episode of Thunder. However, uh, However. Due, to some, due to some apparent miscommunication, he wasn't there. Flair was also supposed to be on Nitro, but WCW had already booked him to make corporate appearances in New York on those days. Uh, so, sorry, go ahead, I'll finish. Uh, so it was a situation where the left hand didn't know what the right hand was doing. Contrary to earlier reports, Flair hasn't actually signed a new deal with WCW, although he agreed to it. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, however, with uh, Flair being off TV for the last couple of weeks, it's led to rumors that he may be heading to the WWF after all. That's most certainly not happening, though. WWF capitalized on the rumors on their 900 line. They talked about a former NWA champion who may be joining Jim Cornette's NWA stable. They also hinted that it was uh... Flair. It, it did happen. It's not well, the way they make it out to believe. <laughs> well, apparently, they were referring to Dory Funk, who is now under WWF contract as a trainer. It would end up being uh, Barry Windham. Yeah, well, he's already there. Right, but he joins the Jim Cornette stable, though. He becomes just Barry oh, right. Windham. He drops the blackjack thing. Ah. So, like Eric Bischoff says, there's always a kernel of truth in there. It's, it's there, <laughs> right. you know. Just a yep. tidbit. <laughs> He wasn't well, an NWA champion. Well, this is during uh, the time when, you know, things were just going nuts. Is it, This might have been the time. Was this around the time? Maybe you remember better than I do the timelines. Because uh, Bruce Pritchard talked about he wasn't technically under WCW contract or he was or something like that. And they had him circling the building at a pay-per-view. And he was considering coming in and being seen on camera. D do you remember that? Yes, I believe. I want to say it was Unforgiven. Okay, so that I would that believe? would be. Oh, April? yeah, because that was in North Carolina. Yes. Yeah, I believe okay. it was Unforgiven. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, that that makes sense. That is correct. Um, was this the infamous thing where he missed the times because he was at Reed's wrestling match? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So I guess some people of... to this day call BS on that. I don't know if it's true. Not touching that. The poor kids, <laughs> yeah, right. poor kids deceased. I don't know if it was true, but um, yeah, I remember that. Right. The player said it himself on his documentary. Yeah, I think on Eric Bischoff's 83 Weeks podcast, didn't he do a whole episode on the the stuff between him and Flair? He did. I just don't remember 
this specific part. Right. Yeah. I don't. I don't remember all the specifics, but um, what you said is is true, though. I, I do remember that part that he was supposed to. Supposedly, he asked for time off, and it was granted. And then at the last minute, they're like, "Nope, can't do it." And he was like, "Well, tough. I'm already. You know, I'm I'm going." That is kind of messed up, man. Yeah. Ah, never mind. No time off for your kids' wrestling match. I mean, yeah. Even though you asked off, you know, way in advance. You know, too bad we need you. Like, um, no. <laughs> like not like, to pull uh, this car, but do you know who that is? <laughs> I know. Well, I was about to say, it's not like it's some just, you know... It's not hell dandy. Uh, I don't know why yeah. that's the first one that came to mind, but... <laughs> I was going to say Buff Bagwell, but he, I don't know. Even he could pull a little bit of rank. He's yeah, been there a while. <sighs> I don't know. It's it's like, Ric Flair has been wrestling for that company forever, except for like uh, one year. Oh, maybe... Or was it one year or two he was gone? From like around... Yeah. around uh, They started talking him up, I think, at uh, SummerSlam 91. And he left right the night after World War 1993. Okay. So it was about so a year and some about change. About a year and a half. Okay. Yeah, I'll say about 18 months, I'll say. So, <sighs> yeah. Which is funny, by the way. I just I recently learned, because I've been binge-watching the old school uh, superstars in Raw. Uh, they used to put Raw in the can, obviously. Yeah. But like when I say that, though, it's like it was in the can even they, an episode after the Royal Rumble was in the can. So Flair had wrestled at the Royal Rumble in the Royal Rumble match itself, having already, you know, ruined his whole life by losing to Henning on TV. Uh, having that already <laughs> happened, Lord. by the way. Yeah. Of course, there was no internet back then, so probably spoilers didn't come out. But, like, if you go back and watch the Raw after Royal Rumble 1983, they mm-hmm. never talk about the Rumble except for uh, they splice in the Mean Gene report. Well, Yokozuna won the Royal Rumble last night. And, like, <laughs> it was just weird to me. And then they just went and looked it up. And, yeah, it was, in fact, taped. So... A lot of people wow. didn't even know, like, people watching the Royal Rumble that were at that Raw knew mm-hmm. that Flair was gone, but yet here he is in the Rumble. You know what I mean? Good it's grief. just kind of ironic. <laughs> That's nuts. Yeah, well, it's funny that you bring up that, because the very next story I have here, uh, the Steiners were wearing the WCW tag titles at the Saturday night tapings a couple of weeks ago. That eh, pretty much spoiled the fact that they were going to be winning them on Nitro two weeks later. Oh, That's my God. Get- Wow. <laughs> that was not planned, folks. Yeah, no, that's just that's one of them happy accidents. Man, I'm glad they don't do that kind of crap nowadays. Well, they couldn't. No. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, they could, but it would be out there. You know, right. Well, so. the last time I remember anything really egregious happening was TNA had a house show the same night that I don't know why the hell they would do this, but they booked a house show the same night of it, it was a Thursday night when Impact was running, and uh, Robert Roode showed up at the house show as the uh, TNA champion. Yeah, and the house on, show was in San Francisco. Yeah, I didn't go to it that, though. But. No, good for you. <laughs> he showed up with the title as the champion and was a heel. But on TV <laughs> that very night, he was uh, winning a. Uh, w- w- was it? Was that the night the Storm won the title? And no, next, I think he had won it uh, the next uh, next week. Yeah, so he was winning. Oh, yeah, he won a qualifying match to to face Storm for the title. Yeah. So in real time, Storm was only champion for 48 hours. <laughs> yeah, right. But on TV, he was champion for a week. Might have been two. Uh, well, I, did, I can't I remember he, how that worked. I think he beat Angle. He came out the next week, and then Robbie Roode won the right to face him the week after that, if I remember correctly. Okay. Yeah. There is a week. There is a week gap. That was the last time. Yeah. So that was the last I mean, time I really remember anything egregious like that happening with. with I've always, I've always been against uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I, it's not my call, obviously. You know. Yeah, right. I've always been against title changes that taped uh, things. I just think it makes no sense. Yeah, it's stupid, and it and it used to. This kind of crap used to happen all the time in old school WWF because you you I mean, looking back at it now, you see like reports of it where uh, a guy would. But the thing is, like, usually whoever was on the whoever the champion was on TV, they would have him come out at house shows still as the champion, even though he lost it on TV that was already taped. Right. <laughs> and there was no Internet, so people couldn't get online. It's like, hey, why is he still winning the belt? I saw him lose it, you know, <laughs> two weeks ago. Uh, this final story I have starts off kind of funny and it gets kind of sad. Then it gets really sad. So, <laughs> oh, good I, Lord, man. Let me yeah. Get ready for this one. Well, a 400-pound indie wrestler named William Tiny Kinney made news in Summit Hill, Pennsylvania, after getting arrested for going on a naked rampage. What the <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he Just imagine clothes. a 400-pound guy on a naked rampage. <laughs> that's the part yep. that's sticky with me right now is the 400 pounds. <laughs> Apparently, he stripped off his clothes, smashed his way into a neighbor's house through a window, and then left before running through the streets. When the cops tried to catch that him... That ain't real! <laughs> it's just it's just real uh when the cops tried to catch him he ran away still naked and bleeding he started screaming about wanting to live forever and then screaming about wanting to die so i'm gonna assume um, i don't think you can do both dude yeah i'm gonna assume crystal meth if only <laughs> that's well this is when it gets this is when it gets really sad he was eventually arrested and taken to a mental hospital kenny ends up getting arrested again a few months later this makes national news because it gets covered on Howard Stern. Go figure. Uh, yeah, that's right, Pizzelli. I get it. Right. Naked 400-pound guy. Yeah, okay. He then ended up committing suicide via hanging. In okay, you didn't tell me all that before I laughed at this. Well, that's why I said it starts off funny, and then it gets sad. I mean, I didn't think it was going to be, like, death sad. Yeah. When he tracked well, all that, I'm not laughing at a person killed himself. But... Well, no. I mean, you're not laughing at the fact that he, you know, he's effed up and died, you know, whatever. But Kind of ironic kind of we're talking about this, and then, you know, the meat and potatoes of our podcast here is 400-pound men in underwear. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I'm going to retract all that laughing. Okay, I'm not laughing at the fact that he died, but a 400-pound naked man running around? Come on, that's kind of fun. Smashing through windows like a Kool-Aid man? Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, that's, I mean, obviously he was on drugs, you know, so, or it's like, I would Either that or he had severe mental issues. I mean, he, they did put him in the psych ward. So maybe it was not drugs. It was just mental issues. I, I don't know. It's going to sound bad, but at some point I kind of hope it's mental issues. Because, you know, those are God-given. Yeah. Drugs are your own damn fault. So yeah. it's, I'm going to go with that. Yeah, I don't know, man. Or it could be a combo. Either way. That wraps up the news. I know we ended on a low note today, but, you know. It... Well, I finished on a high note, and then you put me on a low to right the way in. Yeah, it's like, whoa, 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 he's dead? <laughs> and maybe lead with that next time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I would I would like to think our listeners out there aren't stupid enough to be like, well, he's laughing at a guy who killed himself. Yeah, I would never, he? ever. That's <laughs> yeah, funny about death, especially suicide. Yeah, if anybody out there is actually thinking that, then they're really dumb. But, you know, and they deserve to, you know, think. Yeah, I have no desire to go to hell, so don't worry, I'm not laughing at stuff like this. But anyway... Uh, that is the end for the news. We're going to take our uh, next break. When we come back, we're diving into No Way Out of Texas. Right after this. Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks pod, on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks, and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks and at Main Event Collector. 
Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do ever do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also, check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. K-A-S-T. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Brocast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. And we're back. It's WWF No Way Out of Texas in your house, 1998. Full disclosure, uh, I just watched this back yesterday. When I was watching all of our shows for the month, I skipped over this one. Oh, wow. And yeah. I, so it's like really fresh in my mind. Yeah, I just finished watching this one yesterday, too. Yeah, I just finished watching this, I think, yesterday as well. I finished up the notes, so, yeah, watched it all in, in one sitting. It was, uh, wasn't wasn't terrible, I'll say that. I mean, it wasn't great, but it was definitely a You can definitely, show. you can, de- I was going to say, you can definitely tell this was a, uh, uh, one of those shows, it's like a, a gotta get through it show. I'm not going to say a throwaway show, because Bruce Pritchard hates that, but it definitely <laughs> yeah. was uh, a show building to a show. Yeah, for sure. Well, it took place on February 15th, 1998 at the Compact Center in Houston, Texas. Compact! <laughs> the old computer, right? Yep. C-O-M-P-A-Q. Yeah. I'm assuming they're in Texas. I could be wrong. It could They could have just bought the rights because they wanted to, but Are I don't know. We haven't started viewing it and already gotten hella 90s with the pay-per-view. I love that. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's uh, still a thing, I guess. For anybody listening that remembers uh, burning CDs, compact discs, not compact, but compact, <laughs> their discs were the cheapest, and everybody had those. And anyone listening, tell me I'm wrong on that, because I guarantee you I'm not. Like 25 CDRs for like $8, $9, they were the cheapest. I'm wrong. I mean, they kind of, they didn't die, but they were uh, they were acquired 
or $25 billion by HP in 2002. Oh, HP, the computer I'm using to record this right now. Yeah, right. Same. Yeah, same here. Uh, compact brand remained in use by HP for the for lower end systems until 2013 when it was discontinued. So I guess it is dead. Either way, the attendance for this one was 16,110. The buy rate was 0. 0.52 for 150,000 buys. Honestly, not a, a lot, but uh, I, I I did watch this nefariously, not through my own hand, by the way. I had nothing to do with it. The old scrambler box at the neighbor's not, house. Not mine. <laughs> right. Hey, you just watched it. You didn't provide it, right? I like to watch. Good now a shirt. <laughs> over at our bonfire store. So go go check that out. Uh, it's it's on our link tree. The all the links to all of our stuff is linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. You can check out our our merchandise stores. The first match was marvelous. Mark Merrow with Sable taking on, or no, I'm sorry, he's with. The artist formerly known as Gold Dust with Luna taking on the headbangers. Because, you know, you want to kick off a pay-per-view right. These four. I I just look at I look at Gold Dust, Luna, and the Headbangers, I'm like, how be how are they all not a stable? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, because he's not doing the if anybody that knows, you know, Gold Dust in the recent century, this is not him. This is a completely different uh character you'd have to go back and see uh, let's talk about uh, that baby new year gold dust remember that oh man oh, for god's sake yeah well you thought big shows dimply ass at wrestlemania 21 it was etched in your brain go watch <laughs> that <laughs> was that when he got thrown into the porta potty yes uh, okay. else, right yes yeah yeah i thought so uh this one went about 13 that and you a half went minutes. nowhere by the way not that i'm losing <laughs> sleep over it but you know just yeah, go. where's our gold dust and, st- and stone cold feud, man? <laughs> the blood feud. <laughs> uh, gold dust is clearly cosplaying as Marilyn Manson. By the way, am I the only Was one to cop that? Uh, now that you say it, I'm seeing it. I didn't catch it when it happened, but yeah. You can was, tell this like the, was this the height of like the weirdness of Marilyn Manson? Yeah, I want to say this is when he had that. Was it Dope Show? The music video where he had like the female bodysuit on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this was around that time and. Like, it's pretty bad. And, you know, you had, like, ICP talking about that uh, Marilyn Manson fans are effing weird. Like, <laughs> you don't say. Before the match, Marrow says that there's only room for one beautiful lady in the ring. So Sable needs to get the hell out. <laughs> and he sends her to the back. Her and her uh, fake press, right, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I wonder, if, uh, I wonder what Dave said about this one. Uh, Thrasher gets busted open on the stairs. Sable ends up coming back out as Marrow hits Mosh with a TKO. Goldust and Marrow hold Luna and Sable back from fighting outside the ring. Marrow gets back in, and Thrasher rolls him up in a small package for the win. Uncle Dave gave this a star and a half. I gave it two and a half stars for average. I thought it was decent. Maybe two. I, I thought they did okay. What do you say? I gave it two. Average? I uh, Yeah, I, I laughed a few times. I'm like, eh, if it's going to be bad, at least it's got me laughing. <laughs> Right. I, I had almost forgot about the, the headbanger t-shirts that said real men wear skirts. Yes. <laughs> I have Jack's figures of them, by the way. I, I feel I feel like they own that trademark because I think they still wear stuff like that to this day. <laughs> wow. Well, hey, I guess that's better than their flying nuns gimmick that they had for a few weeks. You remember that? I do. <laughs> remember they came out with those huge Madonna breast cones? Yes. Yeah, this was weird culture right around this time, man. Howard Stern, Marilyn Manson, Madonna. 
I mean, hey, I mean, I don't think their bank accounts are crying, so there's that. Yeah. It's just a really uh, weird time. To knock times. it all day, but man, I mean, they made money, I assume. Yep. Coal chamber, all that good stuff. But after the match, Mark Merrill and Goldust try to hold back Luna and Sable, but the women keep fighting. The Asians now hit the ring and get between the two women. Goldust and Luna leave. Merrill uh, and Sable shout at each other. Sable eventually shoves Merrill onto his ass, and then Merrill storms out. <sighs> Good I Lord. feel like building up to WrestleMania, they didn't know what they wanted to do with those two. And I'll yeah. tell you, because like, they were always fighting and stuff, but then if somebody like even remotely put their hand on Sable, Merrill beat the crap out of him like, in a babyface way. Uh-oh. Yeah. Like, we're going back and forth here. Right. Backstage, Owen Hart is talking with Michael Cole, who asks Owen, uh, asks how Owen will coexist with Stone Cold Steve Austin tonight. Owen t- tells Austin to stay out of his way and there won't be any, any problems. However, there will be a problem for Hunter Hearst Helmsley tonight when he, quote, busts his legs. Yep. So I find it funny, by the way. I think we've already touched on this. Um, did, we, did we do the DX in your house pay per view? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Now in the archives. Now in the archives. <laughs> Um, we totally planned that. Anyways, um, I like how they pivoted from Michael's Owen Hart after the screw job mm-hmm. to Owen Triple H with like no explanation. Because yeah. Owen returns at DX and beats the crap out of Michael's. Remember that? Right after he beat yep. Shamra? And all of a sudden it's just, nowhere. yeah, and it, like, exactly. And then it's just Owen and, and Triple H. And like, there's no explanation for it. Yeah. Other than you're like, Michael's friend. So now I don't like you and apparently more. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's almost like, it was almost like Sean's like, hey, uh, uh, Triple H, take care of my light work, you know? Right? Good lord. I think that could have been awesome, like, Shawn Michaels versus Owen Hart, but especially right after the whole Bret Hart controversy. Like, why was that not a thing? I don't get it. And I think Owen... It's kind of funny because like, everybody talks about uh, how WCW didn't strike when the iron was hot with debuting Bret. Well, WWE's just yeah. as guilty with this, so there you go. Yeah, I know. And It's and, like everybody wanted that whole thing to cool. I'm like, Why? I mean, obviously, Brett became, you know, Brett overall was a bigger star and, you know, had way more main events. Obviously, Owen only main evented against Brett, <laughs> but I don't know. He he was a better promo, in my opinion, than Brett ever was. And I think him and Sean could have had matches to rival what Brett and Sean did. Easily. So, yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I feel like that was such a wasted opportunity. Not that the stuff he did with Triple H was bad. It just, I don't know. Well, this and wasn't was, Triple H yet, though. That's the thing. Like he was just, he well, was still matches, becoming what he. Yeah, well, in all their matches had interference from DX in some way, yeah, shape, right. form. Every single time, Triple H was still kind of new-ish. I mean, obviously he was wrestling for like years since then, but like you look at yeah. him now, or like in like let's say five, six years ago, compared to that, it's way different. Right. Yep. Even though there's still jackasses out there that claim that man's not a good wrestler, just whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he he had to be carried all the time. Good lord. Uh, but Sonny now comes in the ring in a hot pink, a hot pink jumper, all the way live. Oh yeah. Uh, to announce for the next match, yay! The sultry sounds of Sonny's screechy voice. Okay, literally word for word, what I put I said: Sonny has <laughs> announcer. Yay! That voice. <laughs> Right. I don't know why they kept doing this. I was like, well, we need to get her on TV somehow. It's like, yeah, but this? I, I don't know. I, I guess I guess a lot of the uh, heterosexual males, and, and women too, whatever, I'm a judge, were like, I'd rather just look at her. And, you know, if we're hearing her, I can tone that, I can tune that out. 
That's my thought. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> That's the only thing I can think because this, this is all she did. Like no one's listening to that woman. Don't kid yourself. <laughs> right. Uh, but this is Takamishinoku defending the WWF light heavyweight title against Pantera. It went ten minutes nine seconds. Pantera, the band. They did RVD's theme song. <laughs> I don't know why I uh, felt the need to throw that in there, but I actually had to look this up because I I'm like, was this like a legit like wrestler as Pantera? Yeah, he was El Pantera down in Mexico. He was a legit luchador. Really good too. Yeah, I I mean he was fine in this match. I didn't know who the hell he was, so I don't know. But Brian Christopher ends up storming to the ring to watch this one up close and personal. He does commentary, and JR does his usual routine with King about whether or not King <laughs> and Christopher are, are actually related. Some people say this kid caught a bad break at birth, but I don't. That's heard as a rumor. <laughs> Good grief! <laughs> this is most of the commentary around this one consisted of, "Oh, that's your son. That's not my son. Oh yeah, uh, Jerry Lawler is your dad. Oh, it, wait, he's not my dad." Like, Good grief! But after a decent match, Taka wins with the Mishinoku driver. Uncle Dave gave this one two and a quarter stars. I gave it two and a half. Say you. I actually gave it three. I love this match. Talking to Shinoku was so damn good, too, man. I know. Well, I wish they would have got more Japanese talent in there, like uh, more juniors in there. I'm to... assuming that was the plan. It just didn't come to fruition. Well, they kept looking to Mexico. Like, I mean, yeah, it was kind of like, oh, that's what WCW's doing, so we're going to as well. It's just like, yeah, I mean, kind of lazy. You and Pritchard talked about that, where they teamed up with AAA and everything. I mean, they were just at the, the Rumble the previous year, but. I, it, that wouldn't. They should have left the luchadors like whatever. WCW has most of the good ones. Let's go to, uh, or you know, the good ones and the ones that actually want to travel to America. Like let's go to Japan. Yeah, we want to do that. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Why? Why would I want? Why would I want to drink water that doesn't give me diarrhea? I didn't say it. <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that in. But anybody uh, that's going to criticize fact check voices, not me. Oh, yeah, because I'm lying. I, I, I want to hear that. <laughs> I didn't argument. say that. I just said I didn't say it. Now you're now you're twisting words around. Uh -uh. <laughs> well, uh -huh. no, I'm just I'm just saying it's like, yeah, because somebody can come back and it's like, you're lying. Am I, though? <laughs> but after the match, Brian Christopher's trash talking Taka outside the ring. Lawler joins Brian and Taka dives off the top rope onto them. They get into the ring and Taka jumps out and runs through the crowd. Oh, man. I like how later on in the night, um, Jerry Lawler is like, I think I still see Taka sitting out in the crowd. <laughs> dude, continuity, dude. Give him credit for that one. We don't get yeah, much right? of that wrestling. This was peak Lawler here, by the way. This is like. Oh, God, uh, yeah. 1998 was his best year. Yeah, because uh, the, the late 90s, the very early 2000s were peak Lawler. And then after, I don't know, when, when do you think he started really going downhill? 2004, five. Yeah, I was about to say four. Um, yeah, it starts, it's, it's like, he's got the same old one-liners, and he's just, and you can tell he's like, got it in his mind, and he's just he's like, hey, hey, Colt, hey, Colt, hey, hey, Colt, hey, guess what? It's like, what, yeah. Jerry? <sighs> anyway, uh, in the America, America Online room, <laughs> Kevin Kelly is- And we're back to the 90s. <laughs> yeah, right. Kevin Kelly is sitting with Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie who is Terry Funk, by the way. Uh, Another Funk reference his... on this pod, by the way. Didn't we talk about Dory earlier? Yep. You piece that together. Uh, Terry's not wearing his his, uh, his pantyhose over his head. What the hell? 
I mean, he would later, but he's, not yet. Yeah, he's quick. He's starting to not be Chainsaw Charlie anymore. His whole thing is about to just be Terry Funk soon. Apparently, this was his whole call to like. like yeah, I heard. Uh, uh what's his, uh, Pritchard say that right? He didn't want to be yeah. Terry Funk. Yeah, it's like, dude, you've been me- you've been wrestling for a million years. You can put pantyhose over your face. We know who the hell you are. <laughs> I think I he will- said he insisted on using a real chainsaw, and they said, "Hell no." <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I should say a chainsaw with actual chains. It was it was a real chainsaw. Right. They just took the sharp parts out, but they said hell yeah. no. Well, yeah. I mean, the last time he used a real weapon was that flaming. Uh, he, remember when he had the 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 flaming uh, braining uh, iron? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the freaking thing flew off and into the crowd and burned people, and ECW got sued over it. Which is weird because I, I thought those fans would love that crap. They would take it as a badge of honor. Yeah. Right. But either way, they're backstage. And I mean, I did. Kane's Pyro burned me. That's a real story. You got burned by Kane's Pyro? I did. I was sitting in the front row uh, right near the uh, the post. Wow. Burned a lot of hair with my freaking arms, man. That's nuts. That's, well, now you know why he was bald. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, mostly. Kelly, yeah. yeah, right. Kelly asked who they think DX will pick as their partner tonight in the main event. Both men say that they don't care who their opponents are tonight. It's all about revenge. Funk actually cuts a hell of a promo here, proving that he's one of the best, even as Chainsaw Charlie. But now we go to this. It's the Quebecers, Jacques Rougeau and Pierre Carl Roulet, versus the Godwins of Henry O. and Phineas I. Godwin. I just love the fact that uh, even as we record this, PCO is still, in fact, wrestling, folks. He's the only one of these four that's still going. And is, isn't he part of that Honor No More stable? He is, yes. Yeah. Uh, but this one went uh, 11 minutes, 15 seconds. The Quebecers have the most generic southern-sounding rock theme. Is that just me? Or- I think they had their uh, old Quebecer theme, but it got dubbed out. Oh, okay. Yeah, no one is so damn generic. Uh, King says that Columbus discovered America, but Canada was discovered by the Roto-Rooter Man. <laughs> uh why do we bash on Canada in every podcast? I told you this. I don't understand it. <laughs> America's like hat, You can't man. make racist jokes or anything about, you know, you know, black jokes, some Mexican jokes, Asian jokes, but Canada, oh, fine. You know, all, all day, every day. Make fun of them. And that's not yeah. just us, I'm saying. I mean, in general, that's like the thing. Uh, the Godwins win when Henry nails a charging Pierre in the face with a forearm. This match was, in a word, boring. Uh, you could have heard a mouse pissing on cotton during this entire match. <laughs> I'm surprised you couldn't he- actively hear the uh, spot calling. I'm pretty sh- No, no, sorry. They didn't have any heat yet. I'm like, uh, why was this on heat? Yeah, no. Uh, did they have the free-for-all? Uh, probably. They definitely had some kind of pre-show. I, no. Yeah, this sucked. Uh, I mean, the wrestling itself was fine-ish, but it just, who cares? Uncle Dave gave it negative one and a quarter stars. I don't know how you calculate that up. Whatever. Uh, how, do you get, how do you get a negative half or quarter star? You have whatever. I know. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, well, slightly worse than negative star. Okay. Well, then Uncle Dave get in there and tell us how it's done. Yeah, right. Uh, I gave it a star and a half. It was boring, but like I said, I gave it a half. Like, boring for a star. I gave it the extra half a star because, like, the wrestling itself was okay. They tried. I'll say you. You took way too long to get to that one star, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know why you're trying to defend your rating of this. 
Whatever. Yeah, I know. Just let, just let it breathe. I don't know. <laughs> but after the match... Uh, by the way, it was atrocious. I mean... Yeah, it, was, it wasn't good. Neither I didn't like either one of these teams. They both sucked. I was a huge Godwin fan when they were like like baby faces. Did and I, I tell loved, you I, I loved Hillbilly Jim when I was a kid too. So when he was with them, you know, I yeah. ate that one, so whatever. Did I ever tell you I have a Jack's figure of Henry O. You did. Yeah. I didn't know they made that. To my knowledge, yeah. the last one they made of him was the Bone Cruncher. Uh that might be the one I have. Okay, um, so when you say Jack's figures, I automatically go to like the six inch like ones. Oh no no no. Okay. No, I'm talking like the nineties. Yeah, okay. Like, that's the same kind I have for the uh, the headbangers. Yeah, well, okay, they are all jacks, so you're not misspeaking. I just yeah, think right. you meant like the six inch ones. No, um, I don't have a Phineas. I don't know if they ever made one. They did uh, not. I believe there. I heard there was a prototype of it, and then they turned into Southern Justice, and it never came out. If I remember correctly. Huh. Weird. Yeah. I should Henry... say prototype, by the way, of these current goblins with the no shirt on and the uh, overalls. Oh yeah. Not the I red think, shirt, yellow shirt ones. I want to say there was two Henrys that they made, because there's one that's got, uh, he's wearing a yellow shirt, I think, and then another one where he's wearing a rebel flag shirt. That one was the heel one, yeah. Well, yeah. That was pre-LOD break of his neck, or was it, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I have the rebel flag shirt one, if I remember correctly. But, Things I can't get away, you can't get away with nowadays. Cool. Right, yeah. Well, after the match, the Quebecers posed for the fans, uh, acting like they won. Then the Godwins sneak up behind them and, and knock them out with their buckets. Real sentence. I wonder who the uh, the Tennessee or the, sorry, the, the Texas crowd was rooting on this one, huh? Yeah, right. I don't know if they care. They're like, ah, you're all from Arkansas. Screw you, hog farmers. <laughs> we're southern, but we're not that kind of southern. Anyway, back. Yeah, roll tie, southern. <laughs> Backstage, Doc Hendricks is standing by with the New Age Outlaws. He asks who their partner is going to be tonight, and Road Dog gets angry. He says he has no idea. And they're not even Jeff being Jarrett. included. Wow. He says uh, they're not even being included in the decision-making process. The Outlaws storm off, saying that they're going to get to the bottom of this. And speaking of Jeff Jarrett, up next is Jeff Jarrett with Jim Cornette, the Rock and Roll Express, and Barry Windham all in his corner. Is defending the NWA North American Heavyweight title against Brad Shaw. Again, who do you think they were rooting on in this one? Uh, this one went about eight and a half minutes. Brad Shaw comes to the ring looking like Texas threw up all over him. He's wearing... Uh, so what's, what else is new? Right. He's wearing leather, uh, a cowboy hat, uh, cowboy boots, chaps, and he's got a giant mustache, and he's swinging a bull rope. There you go. He's... You know, do you think he got some inspiration from Stan Hansen? Not maybe at all. A yeah, maybe just a little. No, none. This is all yeah, him. All. Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, the referee and that, and uh, his finishing move too. No. Oh yeah, that that giant clothesline. <laughs> no, he's the originator. Exactly, it was a clothesline. See, well, Stan Hansen <laughs> not did hilarious. hilarious. See, yeah, right. there you go. Your whole uh, comment, uh, you know, collapsed on itself. Sorry. <laughs> Stan Hansen calls himself the Lariat, the Hilariot's what I call him. Oh my god. <laughs> the horse is sick. Anyway, uh, Jim Cornette, or, uh, I, I forgot to mention, the referee ejects the NWA all but Jim Cornette from ringside. Uh, Jim gets involved quite a bit in this one. In the end, Jarrett uses, uh, Jarrett uses Cornette's tennis racket on Bradshaw to get disqualified. This one was pretty good with a crappy ending, I thought. Uncle Dave gives it a half a star. 
I give it two and a half for average because I actually like the way, way these guys work together. But I have a feeling you're going to disagree. I gave it one, and I thought this whole thing sucked. Whole thing uh, sucked. Uh, I, I just I remember the NWA stable, and I remember like watching it, thinking, "Oh, this could be a big damn. thing." Oh. Well, no, I mean, I didn't. I, I know you're not wrong. I didn't give a damn, but I was like, "Oh, this is going to be a thing." It never yeah. went anywhere. Nope. And that uh, theme, Jeff, theme song Jeff Jarrett had was interesting. Right. Well, hey, at least the outfit was better than his uh, Dick Dancer outfit. Well, yeah, but he would uh, be bringing that back at Unforgiven. I know. Like, <laughs> why would you go back to that? Yeah, freaking Chippendale Dancer. Uh, I have a Jax figure of him wearing that, by the way. I will soon own a Bendy of him wearing that. Nice. Two uh, major Bendys are coming out soon. It's going to be him. That idiot Dan Housen, and believe it or not, <laughs> Mr. Roll Tide himself. So I oh, will have hell to yeah, man. I may have to get that Conrad. Um, well, you'll have to get the rest, because they only come in a pack of four. So. Ah, damn. But anyway, getting back to this. After the match, the Rock and Roll Express rush the ring, and Bradshaw takes him out with, his, with the tennis racket. Bradshaw body slams Jim Cornette, but now Barry Windham runs in to stop any further damage. The NWA all beat up on Bradshaw for a little bit before the LOD run out to save him. NWA takes off as the crowd chants for the LOD. Man, they're still getting that Road Warrior pop in Texas, man. And they're like a week or two from breaking up. Yeah, I know. Sucks. Hey, it's okay. He'll be back as uh, LOD 2000 in no time. I specifically no. remember. Isn't, uh, is there a re-debut on Unforgiven or right before Unforgiven? It's at WrestleMania in the Battle Royal. Oh, okay. Yeah, and they've got Sonny with them because, you know, that was a good fit. So to say, I don't get it. <laughs> right. In the locker rooms, Michael Cole is standing by with Triple H and China. China. Uh, China. Cole, <laughs> Cole asks who their mystery partner is tonight, since Shawn Michaels can't wrestle. Triple H says that his phone's been ringing off the hook with potential partners calling. That's got to suck in 1998, too, because, you know, it's a landline, so you got to be there right you got to be right there with it. And yeah, and the, ver- and the very rare cell phone, if your phone's ringing off the hook, you're being charged up the butt, man. And it's like a brick. Yeah, right. Don't uh, stop calling me. It's not 7 p.m. yet. Wow. I, oh, my God. I forgot about that. Yeah. That's a real thing. Yep. Uh, like we could have a podcast one day just on our 90s uh, stuff. <laughs> Good Lord. I know, right? Uh, Mark's on nostalgia. But he says uh, no one on the planet can match Shawn Michaels. So tonight will be a four-on-three handicap match. Michael Cole says that if Triple H doesn't choose a partner, WWF officials will appoint one. Triple H says that's fine. He doesn't care because DX is winning either way. We now go back to Doug Hendricks standing by with the Nation of Dominatrix. Uh, domination. My God. The Nation of Dominatrix. What the hell are you thinking about? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Freudian slip. That better be uh, left in. <laughs> yeah. This, you know what a Freudian slip is? It's where you say one thing, but you mean your mother. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, that was a uh, cliff on cheers, right? Good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> but we, but uh, Doc Holy says crap. he's going to ask. But <laughs> Doc says that he's going to ask the leader of the nation if everything is OK. And the rock grabs the mic. Farouk looks angry and takes the mic from him, saying, you're just begging me to whoop your ass, ain't you? <laughs> I, I love like this, man. I feel like it was just like some tough love eventually that just broke apart. But it was great. Yeah, right. Well, the entire time Farouk is talking to Hendrix, The Rock is just a gift machine. 
he's making faces. That, that is things. one of the most famous gifts ever, by the way. Do you remember that? Like it's like, yeah, where he's rolling you know, his eyes. Yeah, that's like a famous one that a million people use. Even if they're not even talking about wrestling, even if they know what the hell wrestling is, they use that gift. The millions and millions of people on the internet use that gif every day. See how he, how he jackhammered that in there? I like that. I like that. Yeah. All right. You will, and if you don't know what it is, you'll know it because it, it clearly says no way out of Texas in the background, rock rolling his eyes. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's making faces. He's pantomiming things. He's smiling. He's chewing gum. Like, this was this was great, right? You can whole, see right out. Whole Shawn Michaels starter kit, yep. <laughs> Good Lord, yeah, right. I'm looking at him right here, and I'm like, he's... Like if I even if I didn't know any better, I'd be like, "That's a star right there." He's, Dude, he's, he's nine. He's nine months away from being a mega star. So yeah, yeah. I he's mean, from this moment right here, next WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, the next match is the Nation of Domination: Farouk, The Rock, Kamu Mustafa, Mark Henry, and D'Lo Brown taking on Ken Shamrock, Ahmed Johnson, and the DOA, which was Chains, Skull, and Eight Ball. No crush at this time, I guess. He had uh, left because of the screw job. Oh, that's right. I've, yeah, okay, I remember. That pretty much killed them dead, didn't it? Yeah, like, you're right, because they were just like so lively before. Well, you know what I mean, putting a bullet in, in a wounded animal. <laughs> putting a bullet in an animal on life support. <laughs> Beating that dead horse. I think it's dead. Uh, but this was dubbed a war of attrition. It, it basically, what, a never-ending war? Pretty much. It's like the sixth time these eight guys have fought. Yeah, right. Uh, but this is, uh, this goes for 13 minutes, 44 seconds. It all breaks down in the end with a belly to belly suplex by Shamrock, followed by an ankle lock to the rock. Shamrock gets a submission win. Uncle Dave gives us two and a quarter stars. I gave it two and a half again for average. What do you say? I gave it two. I don't care okay. what anybody says, man. I was a huge Ahmed Johnson fan. I'll take crap for that, but I don't know. Yeah. He had that it factor to me. He had a badass theme song, by the way. He just it's, had that it yeah. factor though. His theme song is still, to this day, one of my favorites of all time. Like, it was so great. I mean, and every time it hit, just the theme song alone made the crowd get on their feet. It was like, hell yeah. Yeah, uh, man. I mean, he was, I really thought for the, I mean, okay, at the time I didn't realize it, but I thought he was going to be WWE champion one day. Like, just looking at him. And he would have yeah. been the first black WWE champion. So it was like, that would have been historic. But that's not what I was thinking. Like, this is my guy. He's going to win the title one day. I feel and, like... It, I feel like if they used him properly, and if he, like... Apparently he was always hurt. Yeah, he got hurt a lot, and I guess he... People said that he was kind of dangerous to work with, so I don't know. Maybe he was just a little kind of careless in the ring? Yeah, because they have a whole episode on, um... uh, 83, or not 83, uh, something to wrestle with on Ahmed Johnson. I listened to it. They said every single time something big was about to happen, he was hurt again. Yep. And it wasn't always his fault, either. Right, just like Dolph Ziggler, you know, like... That's when people are like, oh, they don't do enough with because every time they do something, he gets hurt. What was the one? Uh, well, it's Mojo too, man. Yeah, right. What was the one show we were covering? Not uh, it was just this past month, I think, where we were talking about Farouk hurt him by his arm got infected from splinters from a two by four that yeah, right. smashed over him. And oh, also, Farouk accidentally uh, hurt his uh, kidneys too in his debut, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yep. So there you go. But Ahmed's the Ahmed's the dangerous one, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, nuts. Well, that's Big T you're talking about, okay? Right. After the match, The Rock gets in Farouk's face, screaming at him, blaming him for the loss. That's because uh, Farouk had thrown Shamrock into The Rock, and that led to the finishing sequence. 
But The Rock shoves Farouk. The nation tries to hold him back, and Farouk shoves D'Lo Brown down. I like how D'Lo gets up in his face. He's like, what the hell did I do? <laughs> you pissed me off. Yeah, right. Why uh, was D'Lo always the punk? I know. I like D'Lo Brown. I do, too. I like- he was always like... You know, the guy that ate the pin and, you know, took the ass beatings for the team. He was the, I think they refer to that as the heater. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think at their time, obviously not now overall, but at times I thought he was probably the best wrestler they had in that whole group. Oh, at least, sure. at, at least at the time, you know, Ron Sam was getting a little age and rock wasn't rock yet. I thought deal was their best wrestler, but. Did you ever pick up that uh, that elite of him in the, with the chest protector? I never found it for at cost. So no, yeah. I did not. Yeah, I wanted that one. Uh, he, I even liked his theme song that's on uh, the music volume, WWF, the music volume four. Uh, oh, that's an epic theme. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty cool. But anyway. Um, he's, not a pretty, he's a pretty decent announcer, by the way, in Impact. Oh, I haven't watched he's, enough to He's not engage. great, but he's not bad. A lot better than Josh no. Matthews. I don't know what the hell that's saying, but. Not much. <laughs> But everyone tries to calm Farouk down as the Rock gets out of the ring and tells a fan to shut the f up. You can see it plain as day on his lips. Uh, Farouk finally demands that the Rock get in the ring. They all stand in a line and raise their fists. You know, I I, I don't know why this is such a like a taboo thing to admit, but like freaking uh, Bruce Pritchard still to this day it will not admit that they were trying to rip off the Black Panthers. I mean, they're putting they were- their fists. In the, the air. whole thing was like uh, the like yeah the whole thing was like the Black Panther movement. Yeah, f- look at the way Farouk dressed. It was literally like the the Black Panthers. Same color scheme, the same like leather outfit. Well, I mean, he could deny it, and maybe that's not what they went for, or you know, at least in their mind. But it's what what it was. Yeah, well, and they all went with like well, not all of them, but like Farouk and Kama Musafa and everything. Where like they were supposed to be like, his name uh, is Kama Musafa. Yeah, Kama how do you Musafa. not see it? And uh, and Farouk Assad was, you know, because originally it was Farouk Assad and then they just dropped it to Farouk. But it, like, these were African Muslim names. Like, obviously, Mark Henry and D'Lo Brown worked, but, you know, ah, whatever. I don't, I don't understand, like, so uh, stupid. I don't get what's so taboo about it. Like, okay. You know what's really taboo? The fact that they didn't do more with them. <laughs> right. Yeah, for a, for a stable name, the Nation of Domination, they sure got beat a lot. This is a really good group of guys, too. But Michael Cole is backstage with Stone Cold Steve Austin, asking him who he thinks DX's mystery partner is. Austin says he doesn't care and says, that, quote, if you beat someone's ass in Texas, you've done something. <laughs> I don't know All what right. that means, but. That means uh, it means that WrestleMania week, I got to get into a bar fight so I can be legit. Yeah, right. It doesn't count unless it's in Texas, man. Make sure you pull, pull their shirt up over their head like a hockey fight. <laughs> oh, uh, man, this is Texas, not freaking Canada. What's wrong with you? Uh, JBL did it, and he's from Texas. Well, uh, maybe he's the exception. Oh, he's from New York now. Talking about. Oh yeah, I forgot totally. John Not Bradshaw Layfield is from New York. Okay, Bradshaw is from Texas. That's true. <laughs> but up next is Vader versus Kane with Paul Bearer in his corner. He went for eleven minutes. Vader actually comes out to a huge pop from the crowd. I was kind of shocked. Because I thought he was fizzling out at this point. I can tell I mean, you, that... when he came out at Royal Rumble 98, that place went nuts. Really? Yes. Wow. I mean, that's another missed boat, man. I realize he wasn't what he once was, but clearly the crowd cared about him. Well, it's hard to ignore the whole um, Vince doesn't care about WCW guys argument when you see the stuff. Yeah. 
Well, according to Bruce Pritchard, Vader was kind of, he was beaten up. He wasn't the old Vader, and he even stopped washing his gear, so he stunk really bad. I'm pretty sure Jim Cornette uh, confirmed that. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, he said he had to throw away a jacket because his, his gloves were so disgusting that they marked it up when he grabbed him. And he said there was no way of washing it out, so he just chucked the jacket. Jim Ross confirmed it, too, because he, he said uh, when, when Vader was sitting at home injured, he called him up, and Vader had him on speakerphone. He didn't know it. He's like, I bet you haven't even taken. He said, I bet you haven't even washed your effing gear yet, have you? And in the background, he heard his wife saying, No, he hasn't. Holy crap! She's like, He hasn't taken it out of the bag, and I ain't washing it if he don't take it out of the bag. <laughs> like, ew. That's uh, it's that really small little lady that we saw in Boy Meets World, right? That's his wife. <laughs> yeah, I'm she sure. weighs like a hundred pounds. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. People go back and watch the episode, by the way. Yeah, I'll have to go back on Disney Plus <laughs> and watch it. Uh, but Kane no sells the Vader salt later. Vader, yeah, yeah, there's no no sell. Kane doesn't get hurt. Yeah, totally. Well, then Vader no sells being thrown into the steel steps. He pulls out a fire extinguisher from under the ring, shoots it into Kane's eyes behind the referee's back, of course. Vader then hits a power bomb on. Why Kane. Why wouldn't you be nefarious? Yeah, right. Yeah, he's the baby face. Why would? Yeah, uh, it's the Hulk Hogan school of being a baby. Yeah, face. man. Conrad's ruined that for me, man. Now, like, I go back and look at old matches. He's right. He's like, not wrong. Bitch cheated every match. Why was I cheering this guy? <laughs> he he was an underhanded sob. Screw him. I saw eye rakes and back rakes and choking with the tape. He threw a damn referee out because at, at uh, when he lost to Andre the Giant. Who throws a ref like that? I know, <laughs> especially when you're three times his size. Only three, huh? Are you lowballing it? <laughs> right. Uh, Vader hits a power bomb on Kane, who no sells that. As Vader hits Paul Bearer on the off of the apron, Vader hits a choke slam on Vader, who pops right the f up. Here for a minute, I thought I was watching Lesnar versus Goldberg, but guess not. Uh, Kane then the original, right? Kane then hits a tombstone on Vader for the win. Dave gave it one and three quarters of a star. Something shaved off one quarter, man. Couldn't be two. <laughs> I, I, however, did give this two stars. What say you? <laughs> I did too. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't terrible. Like, I, I was just like, wow, I thought this crap started in, you know, last couple of years. But nope, we got one of them here. <laughs> I mean, it was slower paced, but, you know, still. Uh, after the match, uh, Kane grabbed. I I just, I forgot about this match, and then they're going to have another one in Unforgiven. Or not Unforgiven. When's the no, mass, mass match? Uh, I think that was on a Raw, wasn't it? Just a, I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was on a random Raw. Uh, I, I remember when I was a kid when they had that mask mask match or mask versus mask match. I chuckled. I'm like, we've all seen Vader without that mask a hundred times. He was literally on it the uh, one year ago to the day almost at the final four when Austin busted him open. He took the mask off in the match. Like, why is every, this a thing? Every <sighs> single WCW match he ever had, he had it on for like the first minute of the match, and then he'd rip it off himself. It's yeah, like, so why I, even wear it? That's yeah. stupid. But after the match, Kane sake of getting giant... a stipulation on yours, whatever. Yeah, I did. I did laugh my ass off when Paul Bearer put the mask on and jumped around <laughs> the ring doing Vader's sign, though. <laughs> uh, but Kane grabs a giant pipe wrench from a toolbox that Vader pulled out from under the ring. He gets in the ring and blasts Vader in the head with it before leaving. EMTs now rush out to stretch Vader out of the arena. Vader actually has to go get surgery. In the famous match with Stan Hansen years ago where Vader's eyeball popped out of his head, he had to have a metal plate inserted near his eye. That plate was jarred loose in an angle on TV last week against Kane, I guess during the tombstone spot. 
which makes me wonder why the hell they did a tombstone here. But he now has that. How surgery do you again get hurt on your eye via tombstone? Uh, it, it his it hit his head, or he hit his head, and it just jarred things around. So okay, it messed up the plate. Yeah. Uh, he he shattered his orbital bone against Hansen. Hansen hit him right dead in the damn orbital bone with his freaking cowbell because he's the blind potato master. But anyway, we're about to get into the main event here, so we're going to take our second to last break. When we come back on the other end of this, we're going to get into the main event. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday Drop-In, where I talk about the sports beat in the Capital District, also known as the Mighty 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story, so you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. And we're back. But Howard Finkel announces that DX's mystery partner is Savio Vega. The crowd went mild. So... I remember watching this live, and I, for some reason, in my head, it's like, it's Kane. It's got to be Kane. It's got to be Kane. It's got to be Kane. Uh, I just, for some reason, I just remember, like, that's, like, it makes sense. That's who it's going to be, right? And this, I remember watching this just being so damn deflated. I'm like, really? Savio? Yeah, it's like, nobody else. I mean, they were hitting women at this time. Just throw China in there. That was another one of my guesses, too. I mean, that would have made some sense. Yeah, I just anybody. And obviously, uh, Sean Waltman isn't here yet, so no X-Pac. But, like, really? Like, hell, throw Barry Windham in there? I just, I don't know. It's just, it, it was stupid. They acted like they had no other alternative than to throw in the leader of Los Barriquas. Like, I like that. You sure. rolled the R. Good job. Right. Uh, speaking of Los Barriquas, a year ago, when we covered uh, that Raw from 97, Savio was in the Nation of Domination. Now he's in a totally different stable that nobody gives a crap about. <laughs> How about that? I like when things come full circle. <laughs> yeah, right? 
But this is Triple H, Savio Vega, and the New Age Outlaws of Road Dog and Billy Gunn with China. They're taking on China. Owen Hart. They're taking on the the weird ass team of Owen Hart, Cactus Jack, Chainsaw Charlie, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. It is a non-sanctioned eight-man tag team match. Uh, I uh, I I know you said it was a weird team, but they all had their problems with the opposing side. Right. Obviously, Savio being the exception. So I mean, it made sense. It it did, but at the same time, it's just like, man, this thrown together gobbledygook. Uh, this went about oh, seventeen God. and a half minutes. Wow. You uh, said the crowd, <laughs> the crowd actually blows for Owen Hart. That it, kind of shocked me. I was like, okay. Uh, not that he didn't deserve it. It's just I didn't expect it. Uh, obviously, Austin gets the pop of the night. Crowd hit the damn roof for him. Babies hit the roof. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, they would throw the babies in the air. <laughs> After a big bloody battle, Austin gets a hot tag, hits the road dog with a stunner, and wins. Uncle Dave gave this three and a half stars. I gave it an even three. It was okay. Let's say you. I gave it three. I thought it was really good. Can we acknowledge, by the way, this freaking team? Like, man, you get <laughs> yeah. more talent than this on this team, dude? It's like a all-star yeah, Hall of Fame team. And then you had Austin's team. Good Lord. Yeah, I mean, we got three. Because people that don't know, the New Age Outlaws, they weren't around that long at this point. Were they? When did they actually no, get together? I think they were October or so. Yeah. Maybe so even were, November? Yeah, so they were the tag team champions here. They just got together not too long ago. Billy Gunn's still wearing tights at this point. The match. Yeah, because uh, he just come off of Rockabilly. That's a real thing, by the way. Yep. But he was calling himself Badass Billy Gunn at this point because it was on his headband. I have two Jax figures of him, by the way. Uh, I have one of Road Dog. But Triple H, uh, so DX was only Triple H, China, and Shawn Michaels at this point still. Uh, Savio Vega obviously was I, who I have a Jax figure of. Forgot to mention that. Of course you do. <laughs> They've never even made a tell of him, by the way. Wait, they did make a tell of him? Oh, they never did. Oh, okay. Well, I, I wonder why. <laughs> uh, but, well, he needs to come in a two-pack with uh, Jose Estrada Jr. He needs to come in a four-pack. Oh, what are you talking about? Oh, oh yeah. All of Gail Perez and whoever the hell the other one is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you remembered Miguel Perez because I couldn't even. Oh, Jesus Castillo. That's it. Oh, yeah, Jesus. You got a stab Cena, right? Or different, <laughs> different Jesus. That's a, yeah, that's a different Jesus, damn it. Uh, but either way, uh, yeah, I mean, all of them were talented. And obviously the other side was, was freaking great. Uh, the only reason Owen Hart's not in the Hall of Fame at this point is because of uh, his family. But he's being honored in, uh, I think, NWA as well as AEW, so that's cool. Cactus Jack. Mick Foley's not in the Hall of Fame yet, is he? Or, he is, remember. yeah. Oh, that's right. Uh, okay. It was there. It was in the garden. 2013. Ah, right. Okay. I think same year as his hero, in... Bruno. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. The funk funks in with his brother. I believe I think him and Dory went in together. Nice. Very. Oh, that's right. I think the funk family as a whole went in like all three of them. Uh, if I remember correctly. That sounds Austin's about right. a, Yeah. Austin's a Hall of Famer. So, I mean, it's great talent. I think the outlaws yeah. will be one day. And oh, yeah, no doubt. Probably so. China is. Oh, Triple H, Triple H is. Never mind. I forgot DX is in. Wait, yeah, they're all Hall of Famers. Matter of fact, the whole team except for Safi is a Hall of Famer. Yeah, <laughs> I right. About that. That's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Hmm. Good grief. 
Well, after the match, Stone Cold hits a stunner on Billy Gunn and then punches Triple H off the apron. China gets in the ring and squares up with him, getting in his face and shoving him. Austin tries to leave, but China flips him the double bird. Apparently, that's where she went too far. He's had enough now. Austin gets in the ring, hits her with a Stone Cold stunner. And to close the show, Austin must pose, pal. Uh, no, Austin must drink. Yeah, there's that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's the exception. He doesn't pose, he drinks. So, you know what's funny, uh, though? We were just talking about Hogan being a, a face, but doing heel stuff. Yeah. I look back at this era, I'm like, how the hell was Stone Cold a a face? He right. was hitting women. He was giving double bird to his boss. You know, all the guy was trying to do was run his own company. That's all he was doing. And yeah. he was drinking on the job and swearing and stuff. And that's a face. Yeah, stealing it, you know? vehicles, destroying yeah, property. Destroying vehicles with vehicles. <laughs> yep. I know. Um well. It's just funny you know, when you think about it, you're like, oh, logic. Okay. I know. Yeah, the <laughs> 90s were wild, man. Well, Uncle Dave said that this show mostly amounted to being a good house show. I would say a uh, amazing episode of Raw for 1998. Yeah. Yeah, just an extended episode of Raw, yeah. So it's eh. – this wasn't great, but it was okay. Like I said, I mean, you know, the, you know, the term throwaway show, whatever, because – I get Pritchard's right. logic on that. You don't call a pay-per-view a throwaway because you're literally paying for it. That makes no sense. But I look at it as clearly a show to get to a show. Yeah, it's nothing sense. special. Yeah, they're not giving away anything huge on this one. But There's no Undertaker, way. and he would be one of the main things at the next show. So, yeah. you know. Well, he's he's uh, double dead on the show, supposedly. Right. Right. So. But we're going to take our last break of the podcast. When we come back... We're going to tell you what's to come uh, in the month ahead on the podcast, and we will give you our final ratings right after this. Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks pod, on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks, and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks, and at Main Event Collector. This message is brought to you by Belly Up Sports. No, just kidding. This is not an NWO promo. This is just me, Kyle Sullivan, a.k.a. Shaggy Von Doom, the host of Here in Puckburg on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. I have a hockey podcast where we talk about hockey fandom and the love of the game and where that leads you in this, this game we call life. Why am I on Main Event Marks telling you about this? Well, what if I told you I had one half of the world's greatest tag team, otherwise known as the Main Event Marks, the one and only Greg, Superfly Greg. He was on and he was talking about his love of the game. So you might want to come over and check that episode out. If you like what you hear, you can check out the rest of our incredible episodes with our incredible hockey community from PHF athletes, ESPN personalities, fathers of NHL players, and a whole lot more. Come by, follow the show, give a like, give a subscribe, and it'd be great to have you here in Puckburg. But enough about me. Let's get back to what you're really here for, the main event marks, because they are the cream of the crop. Oh, yeah. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. And marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. And we're back. All right. Final ratings time. Internet Movie Database gives us 6.3 out of 10. Cagematch.net gives it 4.31 out of 10. I give it 6.5 out of 10 for a D, maybe a C minus. What say you? So I wrote in my notes C plus, but then I look back at it and like, I mean, you have to factor in this was a show to get to a show. When you look at it like that, like it was never meant to be an amazing show. I think I had to bump it up to a B minus just because it set up some stuff and some memorable moments. You know, it's like mm, the history of 1998. You can't write it without this. That's how I look at it. I mean, yeah. this, uh, you know, like when know. Shawn Michaels missing it, like that tells you, oh, this is the end of, show, you know, until SummerSlam 02. Right. It's like, yeah, well, well, this is a pretty mark, uh, marked, marquee event. Michaels being out of this, I feel really hurt some things on this show. Oh, clearly. Yeah. So doubt, but, and then, then, then the replacement probably just like, what do they say? Flatter yeah, plate, plate full of piss. <laughs> yeah, and that sucks. Savio is not bad. Let's keep that in mind. I want to make that clear. He's not bad. He's just no, not at all. Not a marquee guy. You know, right? Like yeah. I never thought of China being the fourth person when you said that. Like, yeah, they could have. I was like, oh, it could be Kane because you know he's a bad guy too. But then I'm like, oh, maybe they didn't want Austin and Kane to touch until King of the Ring. So I get it. You know, there's a lot of stuff that there's a lot of reasons certain guys didn't do it, you know. Well, when when he comes to the ring, all I could think of was (laughs) 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 Uh, I couldn't help myself. Hey, yeah, that's all I could think of, man. But anyway, so that does it for No Way Out of Texas 1998. It was a uh, for lack of a better term, it was a sandwich show, a sandwich between two really good events, and it was just kind of there. That's exactly but, why I uh, I give it a little extra credit. It's not its fault. <laughs> right. Well, I hope everybody tuned in for the bonus show last week, where we covered WWF Raw's War from February 3rd, 1997. It was the first ever two-hour Raw, and within a two-week span, we covered CyberSlam, ECW CyberSlam from 1996. Which you all uh, love, by the way, so thank you. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for everybody that tuned in to listen to it, uh, ECW lovers and haters alike. And then we jumped from 96 to 97 with that show I just mentioned, and then today we covered uh, No Way Out of Texas 98. So, three years, man. And we're going to be covering a lot of ground in the coming month, because it's the big leading into WrestleMania month, and we've got a lot for you. March 2nd is going to be our first WrestleMania of the month. We've got three we're going to cover. It is WWF. Oh, man, I can't wait. 
I'm excited to watch them all back. Sorry. Oh yeah, I know. I and this first one, I think I've seen it in total. I don't remember. Um, I'll have to refresh my memory. But we are going to be watching on February second. It's WWF WrestleMania three. The main event obviously was Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. Oh my God. <laughs> what? But. That one's coming up. Uh, very excited to watch that one, just because it was a huge historic show. I don't think the show itself was good or great, whatever, but it was okay. But then on March 9th, this one, uh, I don't know how it's going to be, but I'm going to assume not great. Uh, we're covering WCW Uncensored 1999. Oh, I can tell you right now it's not great. <laughs> you remember this event? Yes, I do. I don't know anything about it. Good. So, Don't look it up or anything. I want you to just go into it like not knowing anything. Oh, come on. I got to look it up. No, you don't. Because <laughs> it might scare you off. <laughs> I don't know. I sat through 95 and 96, uh, so this can't possibly be that bad. Well, I don't know. I don't want to tempt uh, fate. No. So Hold your breath. <laughs> uh, that one, well, this this one, the I mean, the main event is going to be Ric Flair and Hollywood Hogan. Barbed wire steel cage first blood match for the WCW title. Is, I told uh, you not to look it up, but you know what? Hey, whatever. That's a mouthful. I'll, I'll listen to your co-host, whatever. But that's March 9th. Ah, I'm looking forward to watching this back now. I'm having a good time laughing at it. Yeah, I like right. torturing myself. <laughs> well, that's March 9th. March 16th, we're bringing you one of my personal favorite WrestleManias. It's WWE WrestleMania X8 for the 20-year anniversary. The main event was, well, the main event was Triple H versus Chris Jericho for the WWF title, or WWE title, rather. But, that's not what everybody talked about from the show. What everybody talked about from the show was Hollywood Hogan versus The Rock. And we also get Steve Austin versus uh, Scott Hall. If, Which is an uh, underrated match. People like, oh, I don't know why a lot of people crap on that. It's not bad. Right. Uh, well, I'm not saying they're saying it's a classic by any means, but it's not bad. Right, yeah, I, I don't remember it being bad. And isn't this the one with uh, Undertaker versus Ric Flair? Yep. Yeah, so... RBD and William Regal's the opener. I feel like that was a great match, too. I can't remember if it was great or not. I feel like it was. Yeah, this was a damn good show. Um, I'm definitely excited to watch it back. And not that Triple H and Jericho sucked. It's just like, it was a it was a dump after Hogan and Rock. So, My buddy was at that event and told me that literally like half, like a third of the crowd left after the Hogan-Rock match. Sad. <laughs> but this is another WrestleMania that took place in uh, Canada. I think only one of two, isn't it? Yep. With this six. one in seven? Or six, six yeah. yeah. No, seven was as American as it gets, man. That's that's, yeah, I forgot about that one. <laughs> but yeah, so there you go. Uh, and then, let's see. March 23rd, we're continuing on with our tour of TNA in the year 2007 as we cover Destination X. And I'm going to say this now, so you'll be obligated to do it. We're doing uh, a watch along to that uh, last rights match. Yes, we're going to we're going to watch along to the last rights match, and uh, also on this card uh, that's Sting and Abyss, by the way. And if nobody knows what it is, trust me, they know. It's infamous. <laughs> yeah, uh, listen along. Uh, it's like saying say the uh, what's what's that thing called the uh, horrors match that Dusty Rose came up with? What's it called? Horrors. Or no, oh, not horrors. that. Yeah, it's like when you say Chamber of Horrors, even the most like uh, casual fan knows. Okay, so when you say Last Rights Match, people know. <laughs> yep. And then, uh, 
It's also got Elevation X on this card, too, so yay. Uh, that's double Now, this that's... one is probably the best of them all, and I know that's not saying anything, but it is. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> but this uh, uh, that's Double Main Event Week. The bonus show that week, we're actually going back to cover NWA's Clash of the Champions 1. That is where Ric Flair took on Sting in the main event. That's One of my all-time favorite match. matches. Yeah, I'm excited to go back and watch that. It's a classic show, classic match, and it's where and, Clash of the Champions got its start. And I tend to forget, there was an undercard to this. <laughs> I feel right, like it's yeah. gotten. <laughs> didn't, this, uh, didn't that match go 45 minutes? 45 minute so, draw, yes, but yeah, man, it's so, amazing, though. Right. So there, yeah, and there's there's a bit of an undercard there, and we'll get to it. I think this show. match, looking back at it, was the catalyst to um, Hangman and Brian. Oh yeah. Or I should say Daniel Bryanson. Danielson. Yep. Danielson. Daniel Bryanson. It's all freaking like a world <laughs> twister with his damn name, man. Because it's all the same I name, know. just like reverse. But, uh, but yeah. yeah, this this is like catalyst of it. I think you know, it's like. Yeah, I know. Uh, but yeah, I, I have no doubt. Uh, but we're closing out the month. March 30th is WWE WrestleMania 24. That one is Michael's oh, Flair, right? This is so forgotten, but yeah. Undertaker and Edge, Floyd Mayweather and Big Show, which is a lot better than you might think it was if you haven't seen it. Oh, yeah, uh, I remember It's not that, that bad. Yeah, it was, a, it was a fun event. I watched it with friends. We had like a full house watching this thing. We all got into it. It was, it was good stuff. So looking forward to that. But that is this next month of March. And, uh, yeah, lots of stuff, lots of stuff going on. And as always, go check out our YouTube. New content posted almost every single day there. Whether you're into fig hunting, you want clips from the show, extras from the show, or if you want video game, TV, or movie talk, we're on there. Trying to get, um, I mean, I'm pushing for it. No pressure. I'm trying to get a few watch-alongs on there. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll definitely have to work on that, getting more wrestling content up there for sure. Well, thank you for joining me today, Greg. Of course. And we will see you all next week when we hit March with WrestleMania 3. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 